0: and j Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. You are listening to the Joe Mays and j Show. Bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. Hey.
1: The I Big he, Ten Championship I lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He
0: didn't get it!
1: Penn State home! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship! The Penn
0: State Nittany Lions are Big Ten champions! M-M-L.
1: He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback!
0: Now, here are your hosts, Jill Mays and Justin Raffoff. So, this is going to be a cold opening here because, of course, it's just karma because we're speaking with our guest about technical issues on podcasts and you know how we have overcome them and things have gotten better and wouldn't you know it, they just tend to strike at the most inopportune times so the laptop decided to crash where skype was coming from so now we're in backup skype territory here but you know that's just the way it goes so i'm joe mays sitting next to me co-host justin raffoff hi <laughs> very I, good I, I, thought I was expecting you to keep going no sorry and so when it it's was just the pause i, I was kind like of oh a,
1: they're waiting for me to talk
0: yeah i'm just kind of pulling things here as we jump no, into fine. this yeah so i got you we now. didn't get the intro music we're uh, having all kinds of issues here including my brain yeah well but that's usually a problem yeah, with that's us. one that's a recurring theme every week everyone should be used to that by now uh, so, yeah, this is episode 228 of the Joe Mazin JF show. Off to an incredible start, as usual. And, you know, we're going to do a little thing a little bit differently this week just because we're not focusing a lot on sports. We'll talk sports at the end. We'll go over the NCAA men's basketball tournament, and we'll take a look at Gonzaga, North Carolina. But we wanted to talk tonight, a majority of the time, about movies, and we've been focusing on them over the last month or so with our own bracket challenge, where we've solicited the input of our family, friends, and listeners to help us identify a a favorite movie of the podcast. We started out with 68, and we've narrowed our way down to the final eight, and we're going to unveil the final four here tonight. And I thought the best way to do that would do, uh, bring in an additional voice and another opinion to do this with us because people hear our takes on it all the time. We've talked about these movies now for two or three weeks, but to get a fresh point of view, I asked um, a podcaster from my favorite podcast to listen to, the Star Wars Underworld, if he'd like to come on our show and discuss them with us. And better yet, he is actually a a film student uh, at a university in Canada. So, you know, not only... most people enjoy movies obviously he's no different but he also has the educational background to chip in some things that we clearly do not have
1: yeah um a lot of these i'm like movie good movie bad (laughs) yeah i I go see uh, it right we we have some some points of view that might be able to take it a little deeper than the take i can generally give actually mine are usually movie good movie bad haven't seen it those are like the three the you know the three categories that i that i kind of have
0: I completely agree with you <laughs> so let's not leave him waiting anymore and i'd like to introduce everyone the head writer and podcast host from the star wars underworld mr dominic jones dominic how are you doing this evening hey guys
2: it's great to be
0: here i'll, I'll let you in on a secret
2: justin uh most <laughs> of uh, film criticism and film theory and film discussion and film education comes down to movie good, movie bad. Haven't seen it. That's
1: <laughs> hey, so in. so you're telling me I I may not have followed up on it, but at least I'm I'm at a decent starting point.
2: Yeah, you've you've got you've got basically you've got a solid foundation <laughs> for right. which to build. So you're I'll, you're I'll take well, it. Well on your way. Also, you know, you, you introduced me. Uh, I, he's getting—he's a film student at a university, and I'm sure there were lots of people going, yes, a film student at a university. And then you said in Canada, and they're like, oh, okay. All he knows is movies about, about hockey <laughs> and moose and, and maple syrup yeah. making and that sort of thing. Yeah. And and John Candy is awesome. We don't... Yeah, John Candy, you know, John <laughs> Candy, Jim Carrey. Uh, these are the people he can talk about. No, no, I, I got this. I got this. Uh i am i'm maybe perhaps almost qualified to talk about some of these things
0: well you, i mean almost maybe is much more than we are qualified right, to yeah. talk about these things it's it's all
1: relative i'm sure you know some groups where you might be switched where we are right now but that's not oh, yeah. this group all right you are the expert <laughs> oh, no.
2: oh no that's that's a terrifying thought <laughs>
0: All right, so I I know you're a little familiar with what we've been doing over the last month or so. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's cliche this time of the year. People pull out ideas for these bracket challenges and narrow it down. And I've seen movies done before. The the only tweak that we kind of did where we didn't just go to a list that someone put out there of the greatest movies of all time. We decided to go with ones that both Justin and I prefer they're our favorites so not necessarily the best you know not ones that are going to win any awards although I'm sure some have but we just kind of wanted like what do we enjoy to watch so we took uh Justin and mine and then we also talked to uh, our sisters our wives and our dads and we got lists of their favorite in about top 20 from each of them and then I, I narrowed it down taking their tops that have weren't duplicates and we came up with this bracket and now we've Solicited the votes from anyone that has uh, any access to our Facebook or Twitter pages, and you know, just open up the voting. And we've gotten to this point where we are in the elite eight, or we've finished voting for the elite eight, and we're ready to debut the final four. However, I think before we do that, I would be interested in hearing your opinion on some of the choices on the list, or maybe some of the the matchups. And uh if there's nothing jumping out to you, I can throw a few out to you to get your opinion on these films or maybe uh, the outcome of one advancing versus, you know, kind of like, was it a shocking or a surprise? Uh, were you able to look at the bracket at all? Good. Call failed. So, he didn't hear any of that. So, we'll call him back. We'll get him back. Live. Live podcasting, everyone. It's Good. great, Good. Call failed. So... While we work on getting Dominic back, because this is the bane of my existence when it comes <laughs> to live shows, um, you know, we're we're gonna work on our, uh, excuse me our top movies here, working through the movie bracket, and as soon as we can get him back, we will. But let's see if I can pull up the movie bracket for everyone to see. All right, so there was the original host region. So we started out with Ghostbusters moving on. And they actually made the Elite Eight with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And let's see if I can move that around, let everyone see the other movies. We also then have the Dads region. And we ended up with... Christmas Vacation versus Toy Story for the championship there. Let's give that a try again. All right, I think we're back. Are we? Yeah, I think so. I don't okay. know. I went on this long spiel and I looked over and I saw you were gone.
2: Yeah, that 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 I I think I I don't know. The internet here has just been terrible the last uh, few days so I've turned on the personal hotspot on my phone so <laughs> hopefully this so this will do we're at backups on
0: backups on backups right now uh, we're, yeah, we're pretty much into the contingencies so yeah uh, b- before we went in and, and unveiled our final four because uh, we have the the elite Eight voting is finished uh what what I wanted to talk to you about Dominic now was uh did, did you get to look at the, the the overall bracket at all as we've been going through this
2: yeah 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 i've had i've had a look at the bracket
0: okay Um, Uh, we just kind of wanted to get your opinion we talked about this a few weeks ago but um you know i I explained why we have some of these movies in here wasn't so much of the best movies or the most popular movies just favorites from us our dads our wives and our sisters but there were some interesting matchups that came about and we were just Interested in your take on maybe some of the early round results, if you were surprised that a movie beat another movie. and You and I have talked about it, and we can get into the Star Wars, because obviously that's what we want to hear from you. But yeah. before we do the Star Wars stuff, because we know, I let you know when I asked you to come on the show, that Star Wars lost in the first round twice. Yeah. Uh, outrageous. Yeah, it yeah. is outrageous. But Joey you know. was
1: tempted to cancel the rest of the competition.
0: I was, <laughs> I was tempted to cancel the rest of the show because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't show my face on the internet if Star Wars didn't even make it into I the second round.
2: It, I don't blame you, especially. I don't know. Rogue One losing to Home Alone.
0: Uh, I, I know Home
2: Alone is. Home Alone is beloved. I, I, I love Home Alone myself, but. How it beat Rogue One and then the Dark Knight is truly beyond, I, like, I could see it pulling off one upset there. I can't understand it beating Rogue, Rogue One, uh, even though I disagree, but how it beat the Dark Knight is is astounding, and then lost to Ghostbusters. Like, you'd think if it, if it beat the Dark Knight, it had a straight shot to the finale, or to is, the finals. This but, is by far the best guess we've yeah. ever had
1: on, Joey.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i i'm stunned at that like force awakens losing to dark knight uh, under understandable yeah that I, was it, a tough it, draw yeah and, and again i i you know personally i would have voted for force awakens but i i'm slightly biased there uh but i can understand losing to dark knight that's respectable but but home alone man jeez that that's pretty impressive i'm also surprised that that pulp fiction lost out to ghostbusters like ghostbusters man I, look, again, I love Ghostbusters, but that Pulp Fiction, it's it, it, that's another one of those ones where it's kind of like it's it's it, it's two great movies. But I, I would have if it were just me picking, I probably would have gone the other way and and, uh, and and given it to given it to Pulp Fiction. But hey, I, I, I can't I, I it's two great movies. The other one, the other one that I'm surprised got as far as it did uh, just on the on the one on the left side of the bracket is national treasure 2.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that one kind look, of stuck
1: out to us too.
2: Yeah, like again, look look, the national uh, the uh,
0: objective with the national treasure movies are terrible, but I kind of love them. Like I have a soft exactly. Spot for- yeah. And that's what this whole thing was about. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be movies that are up for academy awards and and things like that. It's just what is on TV yeah. or what do you pop in when you just want to have some fun.
2: Yeah, I, I've got a real soft spot for those movies that are like, it's the ridiculous puzzle and <laughs> you have to solve it. And, and so the national treasure movies, I can watch those and, and sit back and enjoy them. Same thing with like, um, the, the Now You See Me movie that came out a couple uh, of years. Yes, ago yep. With Jesse Eisenberg and Dave Franco. I can, I can sit back and enjoy that. Um, then the other ones, uh, the other one I was a little bit sad to see, uh, got knocked out in the first round was Hoosiers. Like again, it lost the blind side. So acceptable but man Hoosiers is probably my favorite basketball movie like that's a, that's a that's just a, a good feel-good movie again so is Blindside so is Blindside but that's a that's another one of those tough draws
0: yeah you touched on a lot of the ones that we were interested in and like, maybe a little surprised at how they turned out and because of this being a sports show we actually focused on Hoosiers Blindside when we first unveiled it and we said wow that'll be a tough matchup but we both fully expected Hoosiers to win so that was definitely surprising
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and, um, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. And then, then, uh, Rudy up against Blindside again, like, let's, <laughs> like you got all of the, like, feel good sports movies in, in one little corner here, and, and, only one of them could make it that far. And I, again, Blindside's a good movie. Sandra Bullock rocked it, but uh, I do love Rudy. I do love me some Rudy. Um, the right, the right side of the bracket. I gotta, I can't, I can't really complain. Like some of the, I, I would have liked to have seen the Harry Potter movies go a little bit further than they did, but they made it further than Star Wars, so I can't, I can't really complain there. Right. Um, uh, you know, like I, I would have liked to have seen, like Order, Order of the Phoenix is actually is my favorite book and uh, and movie. So as as much as I love the Goonies, I, I would have liked to have seen, uh, would have liked to have seen Order of the Phoenix. I would have personally picked that one. Um. But other than that, I can't really argue with the with the um with the choices. Maybe I might have picked Pitch Perfect over Father of the Bride, but okay, that's, understandable. that's just
0: understandable. Yep. That just one, me. I think that one was close, if I recall. They're, they're, the rounds are starting to run together in my head. I've been doing it so so much, looking at these movies that they're starting to um, all look the same to me on paper. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. there. So I, I was going to bring up the Harry Potter because I knew you're a huge Harry Potter fan as well. So I wanted to get your uh, your take on that. So you, you order the Phoenix is your favorite book and movie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it, that, that might that, that's sentimental favorite. I'll, okay. I'll put it that way. OK, cause sure. sure. I, I, cause I remember that summer and like um, just cause that, that's that that movie. That was the first book that I like was really waiting for was a. Uh, was uh, order of the phoenix so i remember all of the build up to it and i remember getting the book and on the back cover it had a quote from dumbledore from the very end of the book where he says it's like something to the effect of and now harry i'm going to tell you what i should have told you five years ago and i was like oh man oh i gotta know i gotta know right now and um and so i remember being so excited about that and i remember um uh when the, the movie came out it was the same summer that the deathly Hallows book came out so it was like potter mania and i remember i was still fairly young at the time so i was going to like summer camp And i remember really wanting to go and see it on opening day and being kind of and like trying to convince my parents to let me skip summer camp that day and go to the movie and they wouldn't let me but that night my mom was like all right let's go to the movie we're gonna go to the movie." and, and You know, we went at like, at this time, it was the latest movie I'd ever seen. We went at like nine o'clock kind of thing. And as a, as a kid, I was like, that was like mind blowing. So this was, you know, 10, 10 years ago, 10, 10, 11 years ago. So like, you know, the fact that my, you know, that fact that my, that one was going to a movie that late and two, my mom was, was okay with it for some reason, uh, was, uh, was pretty mind blowing back then. And so it's, it's sort of, so it kind of has that sort of sentimental, um, sentimental favorite. and same thing with on on the other side, on the other bracket. Um, Casino Royale was up against Rudy. Like, again, like I said, I love Rudy, but in that first round, I would have given it to Casino Royale because I remember that was the first Bond movie I saw, and I remember just, I, I remember just out of the blue asking my dad if, if we could go and see the new Bond movie, and he was like, Yeah, let's go right now. And it was like a Tuesday night, it was a school That's night. Awesome. And we went and we we got slices of pizza and we saw Casino Royale. And it was this like it was it was uh, so much fun. So, I, I, you know, these are the the sentimental favorites. Um, Although Casino Royale,
0: Casino Royale objectively is pretty awesome. Oh, absolutely. It's I think up until Skyfall came out, Casino Royale was my favorite Bond movie. And then I think Skyfall unseated it for me. I really enjoyed uh, Skyfall, but Casino Royale. What what an introduction for Daniel Craig into the James Bond universe.
2: Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was like a totally different, totally different Bond. And there's just this, this, this when he's doing that that just that opening scene when they're running around in the construction site, and there's this moment where he just like bursts through the drywall, and it was like, yes, this is like a totally different Bond. Because, you know back in the day Bond would have you know, hopped through a window. Or he would have been all suave. And then here's just this new Bond It's just like, ah, oh, screw it, I'm jumping through the wall. And yeah, it was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the the fun experience you had with uh, was did you say your dad to see Casino Royale? Yeah, it was my dad
2: for Casino Royale. My mom for, uh, for Harry Potter. Yeah, for um. Order of the Phoenix, yeah.
0: Yeah, I have a very similar experience actually with another movie on our, our list, which was in the, the Wives' region, uh, Twister. Actually, when oh. that movie came out, I was I was a big weather nerd. I I got a degree in meteorology from Penn State, but when I was younger, Twister came out when I was in I think elementary school, so it was like uh, like sixth grade or something like that. And it was late at night during the during the week school night, and it was like nine o'clock or something i'm in bed already and my dad just comes in he's like let's go to the movies we're gonna go see twister <laughs> so i nice. changed went to the movie theaters with my dad we got in like right at the beginning like right when the, the first twister is destroying the house and and the dad gets killed like we walked in like right at that moment and uh, we watched the movie so yeah it, it's interesting the uh, the memories and the sentimentality of things how they can uh, sway your opinion of movies although Seeing how well some of these movies have done uh, in our bracket, like Twister, um, is, other people seem to agree. Yeah, and and one one real quick thing for Twister,
1: um, it jogged my memory when you said said this. Like I saw Twister at a drive-in theater, which was which was pretty cool. And also, I saw another movie that's you know still here um, in the Elite Eight. Um, I saw Jurassic Park at um, at the drive-in theater too, which. At the time, like growing up, I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. We have a drive-in theater. Like it was a lot of fun." Like I didn't realize, like they don't like exist. Now. They're they're you know, pretty like, much yeah, gone. You know? So yeah, the, that that's pretty cool to like look back and and think about how I saw the movie in that style, which most kids now are like, "Wait, what?" Like <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, before we deep dive into the Elite Eight and the moving on to the Final Four, I just wanted to kind of get your take, Dominic, on our play-in movies. Because they did very, very well throughout this whole tournament. And the way that we operated with the play-in movies was we took um, a group of movies that appeared on a lot of the lists that I solicited from us, my dad, my sis- our dads, our sisters, and our wives. And they weren't ever in the top, like, 8 or 10 on any of the lists to get in by choice. But they appeared multiple times, so I thought they were good movies to throw out there as wild cards. And we kind of touched on this the first show when we debuted the bracket that even though none of them were in our top eight or, or ten or whatever to make it into the de facto field, because they appeared on a lot of lists, we thought they could do pretty well. You know, they weren't ever anyone's favorite, but they got enough mentions that it seemed like the play-ins would kind of cause havoc and there would be some upsets. And we actually saw every play-in winner, every play-in movie win the first round and I believe three of them were in our elite eight and the movies were saving private Ryan, the Goonies finding Nemo and toy story. Now, is there something to that, that, that list there that, you know, those are, are they great movies that no one would say, Oh, that's my favorite of all time, but they're just well liked. Like, is, is there any kind of theme there that you can think of with those random four movies that have did really well when, None of us had them in the top ten. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, they're, they're for three of them, you could make the case that they're
2: like they're, they're kid movies that adults can enjoy, correct? With the, the Pixar movies and, and Goonies, but then you have Saving Private Ryan in there, and
0: right? Throws
2: everything, throws that out the window. You know, the opening scene you have somebody's guts pouring out—that's not really a, that doesn't really fit in with Finding Nemo. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that two Pixar movies got in that way because Pixar always seems to get people to get people really excited about stuff. Um, and I, yeah, it, it, they're they're good movies, but yeah, you're right. It's it's pretty rare that you ever have somebody say that's my favorite movie. I mean, the one again, the one that maybe the exception that may, makes the rules, maybe Goonies or even Toy Story, perhaps, but. It, it's it's a it, they definitely do they are popular movies. there's no denying it, but they they don't necessarily have a fandom, I guess, but then i I guess the, neither does national treasure too. so I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think when it comes to the Pixar ones, people in general just really like Disney or Disney Pixar movies, so they're kind of universally loved. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is kind of the outlier of the group. I mean, I, that was, it was one on my list and I think it appeared at least two or three of the other lists, but of the ones that garnered the most votes, that was kind of, like you said, it was just kind of an outlier versus these, you know, funny childlike feel good adventure movies. And then there was Saving Private Ryan, which is very, very serious, but it's it's interesting to see. And actually we're not going to be done with the play in movies. Um, because one of them actually does make it to the final four. Uh, Let's start with that Elite Eight matchup first and get your take on Toy Story versus Christmas Vacation. You talked a little bit about Home Alone earlier and it being a holiday movie. My my justification always when voting was, while I love Home Alone and Christmas Vacation, because I'm a Christmas nut, like I love Christmas. Just a bit. Just a little bit. But... I couldn't vote for these movies against these other movies because I I don't watch Christmas movies year round. So like I would watch Toy Story whenever, but I'm only going to watch Christmas Vacation in December. So that's why my justification was to go with Toy Story here. Um but what 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 do you think of the matchup of Toy Story versus Christmas Vacation? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm the kind of person who's, who has
2: no problem putting on a Christmas movie or listening to Christmas music in like July or April or September or anything like that. So I, you know, I, I, I didn't have a problem voting for Christmas movies. Um, to me, I, I personally, I would go with Toy Story. Um, it, it's just such a, it, it's got such a, 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 such lovable characters and, and really, um, a really nice message and all that. And, and Christmas Vacation's very, very funny. Um, but I, I just, it doesn't, it didn't click with me the same way Toy Story did. And I didn't see Toy Story. It, it came out around when I was a kid, but I didn't see it. until I was you know, late teens and, and it still sort of resonated with me. So I got it. I, I got to give it to Toy Story. Um, again, no disrespect to Christmas Vacation. It's very funny. Lots of people love it. Um, I, I know my co-host uh, from Star Wars: Underworld, Chris. It's, it's his favorite uh, Christmas movie. Um, it, it makes his sort of list of his top five movies that aren't Star Wars. But, uh, I gotta I gotta go Toy Story, it, and it because it, Toy Story also sort of kicked off this this whole Pixar thing. That it, we it did, that was, right? So, yeah, and that's that's one of
1: the things. From yeah, it's, that's one of the things I was thinking of was, and I and I wasn't really sure if that's if I'm accurate when I say that or not, but like I feel like. Toy Story was the first movie like that that I remember. You know, like that Pixar style of the animation, everything. Um, so, yeah, that, that's. It's really tough here because in the first few rounds, there were plenty of times where there was a movie I liked and a movie I didn't like or hadn't seen. Well, now we're to the point where You've I've seen, all, I've seen all of them and. Even if I'm like, there may be movies that I like, but they're not necessarily up against movies that I dislike. It's just kind of like, you know, so it's it's a little tougher um, to pick now, I feel like.
0: Yeah, we'll announce. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll announce the winner shortly here, but the next one I want to get some hot takes on is some Disney on Disney crime here in the Sisters final Finding Nemo versus the original animated Beauty and the Beast.
2: So you know how we were saying earlier that film criticism is essentially like it, don't like it, haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> sure,
2: I have not seen Beauty and the Beast.
0: You haven't seen the original animated Beauty and the Beast.
2: Not seen uh, the animated Beauty and the Beast. Cool. I've, I've not seen the remake or the reboot. I, I I so by default, Finding Nemo wins. <laughs> sure, know. yeah, uh, uh, but uh, you know, and and I confess, I'm not really a disney person like my my family was we weren't disney people and and so we didn't watch a lot of those those disney movies uh as a kid it was something that we i kind of the ones that i have seen i did see as a kid were very limited and i've sort of slowly been filling in my um my knowledge of the rest of them later in life but uh you know just the the disney movies they my parents didn't sort of uh they weren't really into them so they didn't really go out of their way to show them to us it was only if we if, if my, me and my brother sort of came across something like my brother got really into the peter pan myth for a while okay and and so my dad had to go out and search for the peter Pan for a vhs copy of peter pan because it was in the vault quote unquote uh, right. yes t- yes and and so uh, y- y- you know that that Kind of that, that just went to sour his opinion of Disney even more. So we, <laughs> we saw even less Disney stuff. Um, so, so I, I, I have not seen Beauty and the Beast. So I don't have a, I don't have a hot take on that one. Uh, I did see Finding Nemo in theater. Um, I did find it very distressing as a child. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, on, uh, on that level, it worked, it, it worked on an emotional level for me. So I, 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 I gotta give it to Finding Nemo by default and by, um, and by uh, merit, I would think, too.
0: Yeah, Finding Nemo is one of the classic Pixar ones. It's usually right near the top or at the top of most people's list of the greatest Pixar movies. Uh, it's one of my favorites, so right up there with Toy Story. Although I also really enjoy uh, WALL-E and Monsters, Inc. Inside Out. We could have our own like Pixar, like, at least, what, got to be close to 16 of them now. Yeah, oh, man.
2: man, you mentioned Inside Out. That... Is one of the most creative and funniest and sweetest movies that that Pixar has done. That might be my favorite Pixar movie.
0: It was really, really well done.
2: It was so clever and it was so um, brilliantly cast too, with Amy, Amy Poehler, and Lewis Black, and and Mindy Kaling, and and um, Phyllis from the Office. <laughs> Just so. So brilliantly cast and so heartwarming. And it had like, it had a message that you don't get in movies very often that like just sometimes it's okay to be sad. Right. And it, 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 it's so beautiful and, and touching. And, and, and then, and then they did that, sh- that short, uh, afterwards that was just so funny where the, the boy shows up to take her skating. <laughs> yes. And- it just it's so everything about that was that movie was so well done and, and I, I if i could put that in the bracket somewhere it, it, it I would be i would i would replace beauty and the beast
0: with that. there you go <laughs> yeah and i think it is one of those unfortunately because i my oldest daughter went in this huge inside out phase where she would watch it multiple times a day and the, the nice. christmas after it came out she got a bunch of inside out toys and clothing and she absolutely loved that movie and it was. It was. I mean, I went in with high expectations because I knew it's Disney Pixar. They just make great movies. They have very few missteps along the way, and mm. it was better than I even anticipated. So, Inside Out was is definitely uh, one uh, that I was would have loved yeah. to see make the list. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We'll see. You know, maybe we'll, we could do a uh, Disney animated, like original Disney animated versus Disney Pixar animated. Yeah some disney disney fanatics and I, I i you know i'm a huge disney fan but there are some people like in any um pop culture phenomenon that you can get some fanatics and we might we might get some hateful words sent our way if someone <laughs> picks our movie didn't make it to the next You're round right
1: yeah like yeah it's one thing here like i feel like a lot of the movies people are tied to but like yeah when when you get into that disney world man but i didn't mean that like the pun but when you get into that disney uh realm i should say there are some extremely
0: passionate people Mm -hmm. hey good for them but but dominic wouldn't know anything about that being a star wars podcast well yeah 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 i'm I'm Uh, sure uh, (laughs) just for passionate fan culture no 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 no, no. not at all not at all so let's uh, get to the final two elite eight matchups the wives final featured jurassic park versus the goonies both of which I think we've mentioned already in passing. So far, a little bit more on the Goonies been said, but that was an interesting matchup for me because I really enjoy the Goonies, but Jurassic Park is one of my all-time favorite. It appeared on my list, uh, but this is from actually my wife's number one. So this was an easy vote for me, even though I, I have a great affinity for the Goonies, but Jurassic Park is just a classic of mine
2: yeah yeah i'm I'm with you there i uh it's 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 two great movies but there's not really a contest in my mind it's it's got to go to jurassic park uh it's it's a great movie uh it's sequels not so much including jurassic world um but it's a it's a it it, it, as as a standalone movie it's fantastic and it and it really um you know it, it 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 was a it was sort of a turning point for the industry too with what can be done with the um, cgi effects and and that sort of thing and 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 it's just such a it's it's a well told story um i i i actually the first time i saw jurassic park i confess was when it was uh re-released in 3d and oh, i thought wow, oh okay. yeah cuz it was one of those movies i i i hadn't really seen cuz i'm not really a, a horror movie fan and and so it was just sort of it was on the line of do I want to see this? Do I not want to see it? And then when I saw it was being re-released, I thought, okay, I, I should see. It. I want to see this, and I want to see it on the big screen. I yes. want to see it proper. And so I, I went out of my way to, to, to see it during that re-release, and, and I was really glad I did.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned well, a couple things. One, I hate horror movies. Like yeah, same. so, like same. I have not. And this, you know, this is blasphemous to some people. I've never seen all the way through The Silence of the Lambs, which was in our our uh, bracket here because i'm just not into gruesome and scare you type films whether it's in your face or subtle like that's just not my thing but even yeah. though like it should be jurassic park doesn't even like flip that switch there just because i loved this so much i saw it in the theaters as a what an eight or nine year old when it came out in 1993 and i like you Went to see it in three D for the twentieth anniversary in the spring of twenty thirteen. My wife and I went out. Uh, it was just a few months after my oldest daughter was born, and we got a babysitter. And my wife and I went to dinner, and we went and saw Jurassic Park, a movie we've already seen. Nice. But we wanted to see it again because <laughs> we love it so much.
2: Don't don't you just love doing that sometimes where you go out, you're watching a movie, and you're like, I could have watched, could have stayed home and watched this, mm-hmm. but but you know what? It's worth it.
0: Yeah, worth yeah. it. And that, that's. No, that's
2: that's how I felt when Phantom Menace came out in 3D. Which we also
0: <laughs> saw in 3D in the theaters.
2: Uh, yeah. I went I went and saw that three times in the theaters
0: Phantom Menace 3D. I was really so. disappointed that uh, they didn't do a wide release of Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith in that yeah, medium. I, now, did you get the CMS I, celebration?
2: I have not seen Attack of the Clones in 3D yet. I did see Revenge of the Sith um, last uh, no, not last year in, at Celebration Anaheim in 2015. Uh, Chris and Ben and I spent about uh, spent a, a couple of hours in line to see Revenge of the Sith in 3D. But I, I remember trying to see Attack of the Clones in 3D uh, at Celebration Germany. Um, the Celebration is the big Star Wars convention. Um, I'm so I'm so used to talking to Joey about these things <laughs> that I, like I, that I remember. Oh yeah, there's other there's people who may not know. Um, what a cel- star wars celebration yeah, is yeah and
0: judging um, by them not voting star wars into the next round you definitely yeah. <laughs> have to explain what celebration is
2: oh <laughs> yeah so celebration is the big star wars convention there's one coming up in less than 2 weeks and i'm like pulling my hair out um trying to get ready for it um but it, it uh but they they did one in germany in, in 2013 and that was where they first showed attack of the clones in 3D and i remember being in line for that with uh, with a friend of mine with Kieran, and, and we were, um, we got turned away. There were too many people that wanted to oh, see wow. it. And it was also a really small, uh, theater that they were showing it in. So we were kind of, they, somebody came out and said with a German accent, sorry, the room is full. We cannot <laughs> see, we cannot see and... No more Tackle the Clones for you.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of German accents and, um, a bad history, if you want, that is portrayed in a great, great movie. The final, final that we have to talk about is featured Raiders of the Lost Ark against Ghostbusters. Yes. Now, I know you already talked a little bit about Ghostbusters, um, and I don't know how much um, I've told you about myself or have you seen from me on social media, but Ghostbusters is right up there at the top with Star Wars for me. So that is my number one. Um, and I'm actually, and and the things that you said at the beginning are completely valid because there are multiple times during this competition that we put out that I thought my beloved Ghostbusters was going to fall to a movie that I felt was massively inferior (laughs) because they were all my co-host movies that they were going up against. So, um, but it's made it this far and now I'm surprised that we're here in the elite eight working towards the final four and it's still standing. Cause I knew I loved it, but I mean, it's on the upper end of like a cult classic. And especially with uh, the, the, the reboot coming out this year, it's been in in the forefront of people's minds for the last, you know, two years or so. Um, but what, what's your take on Ghostbusters versus Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose him again? I no, here. Oh, there we go. You still me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> good, good, good,
2: good. Um, I was just saying there's this impression of me on my show on Star Wars Uncharted that I don't like the Indiana Jones movies. Um, and that's not, that's not true. I, I enjoy the indie movies, but I don't, I don't hold them up to the same level that other people do. And I don't think that just because I'm a Star Wars fan, I have to love indie. Indie, uh, almost as much, uh, as I do Star Wars. If I need, if I want to see Harrison Ford running around being awesome, I'm gonna, I want to see Han Solo, not Indiana Jones. But that being said, Raiders is a really fun movie and a really well made movie. And this is probably the most even matchup that there is, in my opinion, that we've, we've talked about here, um, of Raiders and Ghostbusters. But I just, I just have to give the edge to um to raiders for the for the john williams score oh i yeah. just have to give it just the slight slight edge now i love the ghostbusters song who are you gonna call and all that <laughs> but, but it, it's still that that indie theme that raiders march dun, da, 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 oh, yeah. da, da, da i just it, it just pushes it over the edge for me so i i got i would go i would go raiders
0: for sure yeah you know, those are both uh selections from my list and and Raiders, even though it was the third seed, um, that was my, my number two. So, uh, yeah, this one was even tough for me. But, uh, I, you know, obviously I went Ghostbusters. And there's actually a little bit of a coup being staged by my co-host and his friends and family <laughs> encouraging people to vote against Ghostbusters in every single round. Yeah, I've, <laughs>
1: I've tried. Dominic, when you went on, um, you know, in your introduction, how you just kind of like talked a little bit about... You know, just the surprise of Ghostbusters beating. And you listed the movies, like, one after another. It was movies that I had on my list that Ghostbusters kept knocking off. And I tried really hard every time. I had people, <laughs> like, I had friends sending it out. All this stuff couldn't make it happen. Couldn't make yeah. it happen. I tried. I tried. But It's not that yeah. I dislike Ghostbusters. Like, early on, it, it was up against movies that I preferred over Ghostbusters. Um and even here in the the elite eight, I personally I would choose Raiders over Ghostbusters, um, but that's more from the standpoint. And this this is one of those things where Joey knows I'm not just trolling him here. But this is one of those things I would say when I do just like make up stuff to to make him mad. Um, but it, it you know when I look at it, I I have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark I, countless times. Like I can't tell you because it's on TV all the time, and it's one of those oh yeah I'll just leave that on or whatever. Whereas um, Ghostbusters, like, I think I've seen it once. Uh, let let me rephrase that. I know I've seen it once. And I've seen <laughs> bits and pieces, but, like, I, I've never just sat down and watched Ghostbusters. Um, It might have been because when I saw it early on, and I don't even know, this might be Ghostbusters, too. I could have it all wrong. But the Gargoyles, is that Ghostbusters? Or is that Ghostbusters, you, too? Wait, are you talking... When, like, the like, Gargoyles, like, mean, come to the life? T- and, the Terror like, Dogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Ghostbusters. Yeah, that, that that, like, scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And I had no desire... To put myself through that again, so <laughs> that might be a bit of it. Um, but yeah, I know. Like you just had a cool Ghostbusters experience this. Oh uh, yes, week. I, but, um, I did
0: the Ghostbusters augmented virtual reality at Madame Tussauds in New York City. So oh, wow. yeah, that was awesome. So not only was I standing there with goggles on, looking in a virtual room, I was actually walking around a virtual room. Um, and it was incredible. It was really, really cool. I love, I love
2: VR. Like, it's so much fun. Like, it, it's, it's really dumb, and I hope it doesn't get much better than it does, because then you run into the issue. Like, I hope it doesn't get super realistic. Like, I always want to be able to tell the difference, but every, like, I've done some, I've had, I've done the VR Uh, Really, I've only done it once, but it was it was this this Star Wars experience that ILM put together, and and they had it at the last celebration, and we got to do this, and it was like it it was like the most fun thing. (laughs) You were swinging around a real lightsaber, and it was it. it, But but like I don't want it to get any better than that. Like that, it can stay at that level of of fun, and I'd I'd be happy. But man, a Ghostbusters one would be pretty sweet too. Yeah, would be.
0: It was it was pretty cool. Like I knew going in what to expect. I had seen you know the Ghostbusters websites that I read. They got invited to like the opening, and and they they talked about it a lot. But when they actually put a a pack to do the VR stuff on me and get handed me a proton wand and and I dropped the goggles on and I looked to my right and saw my wife in Ghostbusters outfit. You know her her little uh, you know oh representation of herself. And then we walked into a room and. I could reach out and touch doorknobs that, you know, were actually there, but, you know, were also in my, my mind too. <laughs> like, it was just, it was crazy. And we, we went on an elevator and Slimer, of course, came at us and we got they got sprayed us with water to simulate being slimed and, and we yes. stepped out on a fire escape and when I stepped on the fire escape, even though I'm inside a building in New York City, it started to sway and the wind was blowing in my, it was just incredible. I never thought I'd experienced anything like that. Um, but I'm also agree with you. Like it was cheesy enough, like oversaturated colors and whatnot that I knew that it wasn't real life. And if mm-hmm. it got any more real, it would kind of be like, well, what am I doing? I could just go and do this outside without like the, the fake animated ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was our elite eight and we are at the point where we're going to unveil the final four. Now, Uh, Unfortunately, Dominic, with the way we're in here and the contingency plan of getting you in here on Skype, you're not going to be able to hear what I'm going to play here for the final four matchups. I have quotes from each of the winners, and I don't think you'll be able to hear them. Uh, So I'm going to play the quotes here from the winners, and then um, we'll move on to um, who we think is going to win. All right. Okay. All right, so... Here is a quote from the first member of the final four.
1: I've never felt this way about anyone. I want to do something for her.
0: But what? Well, there's the usual things flowers, chocolates, promises you don't intend to keep. Ah, no, no. It has to be something very special. Something that sparks her interest. Wait a minute.
1: There's something that I want to show you. But first, you have to close your eyes. It's a surprise.
0: Okay, so that is obviously for those of you that can't hear or can't see, that is from Beauty and the Beast. So, a bit surprisingly, a bit surprisingly, Beauty and the Beast is the first member of our final four. They actually beat Finding Nemo, which is honestly one of my biggest shocks yeah, of the that, entire that tournament. that shocks me. That uh, really shocks me. We talked about the play-in, which Finding Nemo was one of them. And how strong they were and seeing Finding Nemo. I honestly thought when all was said and done, we were going to get a matchup of Toy Story versus Finding Nemo. I really thought that that's what was going to happen. So to see Finding Nemo lose to Beauty and the Beast was a little bit of a shock to me. But maybe it's because the you know non-animated version is out now. Or I I guess non-animated is exactly the the right way to put it because of some of the uh, essence of the movie. But you know what I mean. The live action version of Beauty and the Beast being... Uh, you know at the forefront of everyone's mind right now maybe that had something to do with it i don't know but this definitely surprised me that finding nemo lost to beauty and the beast all right yeah it's it's a it's a little bit surprising but can't but hey
2: the people have spoken The people have spoken that's right
0: so who will oppose beauty and the beast well let's take a listen
1: this species of veriform has been extinct since the Cretaceous period. I mean, this thing is a monstrous thing. What?
0: <laughs> you You're crazy. Okay, I'm gonna cut that off there because I forgot um, what uh, Jeff Goldblum's character utters there. So, for those of you not listening or can't see, um, that was a clip from Jurassic Park. Uh, I wanted to get to the part where he says, "Welcome to Jurassic Park," but I forgot that Jeff Goldblum utter something that i don't think facebook would want me to to broadcast so yeah so beauty and the beast is gonna take on jurassic park N- not that surprised um and it was very close it was um like 55 percent to 45 percent jurassic park beat goonies uh so a little surprised the first one not so much to see jurassic park in the final four here
1: yeah dominic mentioned it also with i believe those raiders where he talked about the score oh, but chills in that clip when you showed it for Jurassic Park, it wasn't what was in my mind when I was thinking of it, but when it comes on, I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" Like I just, yeah. The, the, the Jurassic the score Park theme that goes with it is, is, is incredible, incredible.
0: <laughs> and gee, I wonder who composed that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first final matchup, your first final four matchup, is Beauty and the Beast against um, Jurassic Park, or did I mess that up? I might have messed that up. Well, those are two of the final four teams. Maybe yeah. they're not playing each other, but those are two <laughs> of the final four movies. We'll <laughs> figure it out. I, yeah, we'll figure it out. I,
2: I, now now I'm they're like... Playing, they're playing each other. They're playing each other. I can see on the on the bracket here. You okay, got it. Good, you got good. this, Joe. Yo. Dominic, this, Dominic. Sorry, in for the
0: save. You know, mm-hmm. it's at the bottom of the ninth. I needed some help, and Dominic got me. So, all right. Well, let's get <laughs> a quick quote here from the final two before we uh, move on to our predictions. So, who's the third team in the final four? Take a listen
2: you are a toy you weren't the real bug like you're you're
0: you're an accent figure you are a child plaything.
2: you are a sad strange little man you have my pity farewell
0: oh okay so toy story takes the victory over christmas vacation Not surprised at that one at all, although Mm. I was saying that every time Christmas Vacation was up, and I love Christmas Vacation. I think it's an incredible movie, one of my favorite Christmas movies, but that it kept winning was just always a surprise to me, but it finally met its match in Toy Story, so Toy Story is the third representative in our Final Four. And the last, the quote for last but certainly not least, here we go disaster of biblical proportion what do you mean biblical
2: what he means is old testament mr mayor real wrath of god type stuff fire and brimstone coming down from the skies rivers and seas boiling
1: 40 years of darkness earthquakes volcanoes the dead rising from the grave human sacrifice dogs and cats living together mass hysteria
0: okay so that was the mass hysteria quote from ghostbusters it was tough for me to pick one because i could quote the entire movie right now and I'm sure you all would love to sit here for nearly two hours listening to me do that. But, uh, yeah, Mass Hysteria, Ghostbusters, still shocking to me because... And it was very close with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, again, it was one of those, I think, like 55 to 45. It might have even been closer. Uh, but Ghostbusters did sneak into the Final Four. So, at this point, I am completely satisfied. If Ghostbusters finally loses and people want to mock me, that's fine. It made the Final Four, and I'm happy for it. So, our Final Four movies are set... And it is Ghostbusters against Toy Story and Jurassic Park against Beauty and the Beast. So Dominic, I'll throw it to you. Those four movies, who do you have winning, and then ultimately being the champ? Like vote. You could both say what do you want to happen and what do you think will happen if if they're different.
2: Yeah. Um. I think, look, uh, beauty and the beast has had a great run. It's had, it's been a real, ironically, uh, Cinderella story.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> but it it's up against Jurassic park and that man, that is a tough, that's a tough matchup. So I, I, I really think Jurassic park is, is, uh, it can be fairly confident in it's in it making the, the finals. Um, when it comes to Ghostbusters versus Toy Story, it's a pretty even matchup, I think, despite the, uh, the, the here with Ghostbusters as number one and, and Toy Story as number 11. Um, but I, 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 it's so, so it's, it, I think this is the real sort of the, the nail biter, the sort of photo finish, uh, of the, of the final four. Um, my pick would be Toy Story to win or to, to go to the final, like personally, but I, I can't shake the feeling. My gut feeling is that we're going to see Ghostbusters against Jurassic Park in the final. And then it comes down to, it comes down to, do you want comedy or do you want drama? And there, I think, ah, man, I, I kind of have a feeling that, that like I, I, my brain says, oh yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park will take that. Jurassic Park will take it. It'll be close, but Jurassic Park will take it. But man, my gut says Ghostbusters will, will will eke it out and, and take it all. So I I wouldn't be surprised if we I, I think we're going we're going for a Jurassic Park Ghostbusters final, and then I think it's gonna be a coin flip.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um I, I completely agree with you on Jurassic Park versus Beauty and the Beast. Of course I've been selling Beauty and the Beast short the entire tournament, so um, you know, my prognostication it hasn't been great. Uh, much like the real NCAA tournament. But that's story for a little bit later. Uh, Yeah, I think Jurassic Park's going to beat Beauty and the Beast. I think probably pretty handily. Jurassic Park's done really well the entire tournament, Uh, finally beating the Goonies, which was a little bit of a a Cinderella moving here uh, into the Elite Eight as well. On the other side, though, I mean, I I wanted it to be Ghostbusters, and that's no disrespect to Toy Story because I love Toy Story. And I actually think Toy Story will win. I think Toy Story will beat Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters has been hanging on in a lot of very close matchups I think in almost every round. I don't know if any round they had more than 60% of the vote. So it's been very close. They've been consistent but I think they're about to um, be taken down by Toy Story. So I see Toy Story taking on Jurassic Park. And Talk about the different in in genre and and storytelling. Uh, Both incredible movies. I, I love them both dearly. And... Man, I I I'm gonna pick Toy Story all the way. I think Toy Story is destined to win this. Now, Justin, what do you think?
1: I I would have to agree with you. I think Toy Story is destined to win. Um, we we talked about it. It it wasn't the top of any of ours that we started with those lists, but it was on there multiple times. I think there's lots of people who have an affinity for it. Um, I just think it. I think it is going to edge out Ghostbusters as much as I've been trying to get Ghostbusters knocked out every single round. <laughs> yes, and um, I appreciate I think Toy that. Story may be the one to actually do it. Um, if Ghostbusters does end up winning this thing, I, I will be speechless. Actually, I won't be, I'll probably just throw you in with your uncle and start throwing in shades of cheating. <laughs> um, his, his uncle's a Patriots fan. Just, just to kind of clear that up. His, but,
0: his co-host that he's mentioned, Chris is a Patriots fan. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. and then, um, I, I think Jurassic Park beats beauty and the beast. Like you said, Jurassic Park has done really well. Um, so that could be interesting. A Jurassic Park Toy Story final could be really interesting because um, Toy Story has done well, but Jurassic Park maybe with some matchups, maybe with some other things, but has performed extremely well in multiple rounds. So, um, I, I think I'd probably pick, I'd probably pick Jurassic Park.
0: You're going with Jurassic Park.
1: Uh, you know what? I I think Toy Story is going to win. I, yeah. I think <laughs> Toy Story is going to win. That's the one I'll go with.
0: All right. So that is our Movie Madness tournament to this point. We're in the Final Four. I'm going to work on the bracket uh, sometime tomorrow. I'll get the, those links up to vote. We'll leave voting up for about a week, and um, we'll debut the uh, the championship matchup next week. So we're lagging behind the Real NCAA tournament, but that's just because we gave a full week for everyone to vote. Uh, but we'll wrap it up here in the next few weeks. And we appreciate everyone's input and uh, voting in each of the rounds because we couldn't do it without that. Otherwise, it would just be Justin and I debating and we all know how that would go yeah uh, i'd lose <laughs> all right so dominic do you have a few more minutes for us to ask a few more questions yeah
1: okay for sure for awesome
0: sure. awesome so we're probably not gonna get to everything that i had uh, hoped to get to but there are a few that i definitely want to cover and my first is just kind of to let you go here um and just talk about some of your favorite movies that maybe weren't on this list uh and the only qualifier for this was That aren't Star Wars, because I'm sure the Star Wars movies may make up, you know, eight of your top 10 uh, favorite movies of all time, Uh, much like much like me. You know, all eight of those were in my list that I I provided, but I didn't want to uh, saturate everything. So I picked two. And of course, they didn't even make it to the second round. But whatever, I'm over it. You can tell I'm over it. Um, So, Dominic. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't put Empire Strikes Back in there because I feel like Empire would have.
2: Well, I was made the second round.
0: Yeah, I was trying to play to the audience a little bit when I picked one for the eight movies to make the play-in field. Um, you know, which we talked about, ended up being the four winners from that 18, 8 eight-film field was Toy Story, Finding Nemo, um, The Goonies, and Saving Private Ryan. Well, in that group of eight, actually, was Return of the Jedi because I was thinking of my friends and family that I know. The ones that like Star Wars movies, Return of the Jedi always stuck out to them. So I thought for sure if I had that in there, that would vote in and be part of the field of 64 as well. But apparently I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for for me,
2: sort of all time, uh, if, if, if there was no Star Wars, my all time favorite movie would be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, nice. It to me is like it's a celebration, like it's it's a celebration of the of the pointless of the you know of the of that sort of this this like uh, it, it's sort of the opposite of this of 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 our culture, which is all about like just moving forward and, and getting everything that you need and and you know there's that line that's just become sort of cliche for yearbooks where it's you know life moves pretty fast you know stop and look around. Once in a while, you you might miss it. You know, like everybody puts that in their yearbook, but I don't think most people really understand and and live by it. And in, in some ways, I've I honestly have tried to tried to live by that line of you know, uh, life moves pretty fast, and and if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. And and honestly, like you know, I, I'm I took a year off between high school and, and university. I, I'm probably going to take a year off between university and starting real life and it's just because now is the you know now i have an opportunity to to do some different things instead of just powering through um powering through school and 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 getting uh handcuffed to a desk and and um you know working on whatever for for however long and so it, it it it's it's sort of this like celebration of just don't don't do what you're supposed to do every now and again and and i kind of love that it's kind of it's and it's it's just so funny too you know that's the thing about about film studies is sometimes we get caught up in like the meaning and the and the cinematography and the and the pacing and the cutting and all this stuff but it's just like it's just so funny and so well written uh you know all of the breaking of the fourth wall And, and just like that, I remember watching the first time I watched it, the chase scene where he run, he's running back home at the end of it. I was like out of breath laughing so hard. Like I was (laughs) shaking and, and about to pass out. Like it's such a, it's such a, 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 it really is. If there was no Star Wars, that would be my favorite movie
0: of all time. Awesome. Uh, And
2: I'm offended that it wasn't in the, I wasn't, it (laughs) wasn't.
0: (laughs) <laughs> no that's i mean that that's another one of those like that that is such a great movie and uh, i really enjoyed it It was actually just on you know like cable the other day it was on a, at, at at my you know my place of work it was just i walking out walked out i was like oh ferris bueller and i think actually it might have been my dad was, had never seen it it's like have you never seen ferris bueller's day off I mean, come <laughs> on it's such a classic yeah yeah and when i immediately mentioned how um, and now, of course, I'm not going to remember both the actor's name and the character's name. Um, but um, Ferris' best friend wearing the Gordy Howe jersey. Um oh, Cameron. Cameron. Uh, and I was just like, well, you know, Cameron, the actor that plays Cameron, is Rabbit in Twister. He's the navigator. Right. And I was just tying it all together because it's actually talking to the employees about voting in the movie Madness Bracket. And I was just like, you can vote for him in Twister if you go. So... <laughs> <laughs> So what else are what are a couple others of uh, non-Star Wars movies that you consider your favorite? Star so, Wars. So yeah, um, you know I mentioned the
2: uh, the Harry Potter films. I, I, I love those, but but with those, it's more I I, I love the I love the books. Like I, I think what they did with the movies was really really good, but it, it, if I had to choose, I would I'd go with the books. And um, you know I've I've enjoyed all the all the sort of the superhero uh, craze of the last few years. I think. Um you know I think I think the one of the best superhero movies of the last few years is is um Captain America the winter Soldier yes and and good. I'm not I, I'm not usually a fan of, of of the the Captain America movies just they not because they're bad or anything they just um they the, I found the first one very predictable and and um and that sort of thing and and, and this but the second one was so was so well so well written and so well sort of played, so well put together, uh, that it it it, it got me on a few things and, and I liked the way it sort of it touched on some issues without being over uh, overpowered by them and 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 it has it has this moment in there that I think a lot of the superhero movies they either either missing this moment or it's not it doesn't it doesn't play right. But it's where the hero actually inspires somebody. And there's this moment where there's this like tech guy and he's at his computer. And it's when the whole Hydra thing is going, is going down. And there's the, the guy with a gun and he, he's got the gun at his head and he's saying, you have to do this. You have to do this. And then there's the announcement from Captain America that comes over the, the speakers. And this like, this terrified tech worker just sort of goes, no, can't do it. Captain's orders. And like, I just about melted <laughs> right there. I'm like, oh my God, that was so, so, so well done. So I, I you know, I, 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 so I've enjoyed the superhero movies. I, I think they've gotten a little bit stale in the last few years, although I think Logan went a, a long way to kind of refreshing them as well. So I, I, I can't, it's hard to pick sort of one from that. Uh, and then, you know, you got a lot of them in, in this, uh, in this bracket. I mean, Jurassic Park uh is is so good is is so so good And that that first pirates of the caribbean movie the rest of them not so much but that first one <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. really really landed um and yeah this is one of those things like you put me like you kind of put me on the spot and i'm like i'm like i'm not sure what to <laughs> i'm not sure what to go with here and, and 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 that sort of thing i could i could go with sort of I, I, i'll give you i'll give you a really i'll give you a pretty obscure one okay
0: yeah sure uh, it's
2: a it, it's a french canadian movie it's called incendies and it's directed by this guy Denis uh villeneuve who's since uh directed um sicario oh yes and arrival and he did oh, wow. um blade runner, blade runner 2046 and he's doing the dune reboot and i wow. want him to drop a I want him to drop out of doing the Dune reboot and do the next uh, Star Wars standalone Stand-away, film.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. but uh, or I want them to fire Colin Trevorrow and get him <laughs> to do Episode. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Want, I don't want them to fire Colin, but uh, I but um, it, it this movie is called Anson D is it's, um, it, it's 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 a, it's 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 a, it's it's not a horror movie. But it's, it, it's very like emotionally, um, it's very emotionally charged and there are some really dark moments. It's about these, these, these two kids or two kids, two, two young adults and their mother has just died and they are, um, their, their mother, uh, was a, was an immigrant of, of Middle Eastern descent and she basically, her, 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 in order for them to get her inheritance, they have to, Go to her home country, which is never specified, and have to basically um, learn about her life story. And it's incredibly dark. Um, it, it, it's, it's it's not an easy movie to watch, but it's also it also keeps uh, it, it keeps your attention. Like you never. I, I, you know, I, I'm, i very much fit the um, millennial stereotype that I love checking my phone during, my, during movies. Uh, but I never took my phone out of my pocket once while watching this movie because it, it's so well told, and, and no matter how dark and disturbing it gets at times, and the ending is really um, effed up. Like the ending is really <laughs> effed up, and I don't mean that in like, you know, somebody gets their head cut off and is for, or is forced to eat their leg or something. Um, but it, it's, it's, but it's so well-made and, and then, you know, you've seen this and then you, you look at the success that Villeneuve has had since then. And then you go back and look at this movie and you're like, yep, I can see that. I can see that. So, um, if you ever, like, again, this is not a movie to watch when you're looking for a pick me up, <laughs> but if you see like a, like a crash course in, in filmmaking or in how to tell a, a, a dark story like that, I would really recommend this movie. Uh, it's, it might be a little bit hard to find, but given that he's, he's had some success in the States recently, it's probably, probably a little bit more accessible than, than some of the other movies that come out of Quebec. Um, but it's, it's really good. Um, on a completely different tone. I've also, I also, a really, a recent movie that I really dug was, uh, uh, Kingsman, the Secret Service. Yes. That movie was, uh, was a nice, uh, a nice, uh, shakeup of, uh of the sort of the action action comedy genre and it, it I think it kinda of set the stage for things like Deadpool and and that sort of thing to be able to 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 really work. But yeah. So yeah, so uh, Ferris Bueller <laughs> let me try and run through these. Ferris Bueller <laughs> Saudiz, um Captain America Winter Soldier, and uh <laughs> Kingsman the Secret Service oh, there, well,
0: you there you go. A nice nice wide range there. Interesting. Now was uh Taryn Egerton's uh, role in the Kingsman why you were you were pulling for him to be on solo yeah yeah definitely like I like when
2: when his name was on the short list like I, I you know casting to play young Han Solo like that's like how you ask somebody to do that right I don't know and then that short list came out with him and Alden Ehrenreich and, and that other guy and I remember sort of looking at the three of them and just trying to think, okay, just visually, which one of these guys looks the most like a young Harrison Ford. And I kind of felt that Taron looked the most like um, young Harrison. And then I, then I, I was watching Kingsman again, completely unrelated just sort of think. And then I remembered, Oh yeah, he's on the, he's on the short list for, for young Han. And I kept watching the movie. I sort of thought if he could just do this with an American accent in space, <laughs> he's, he could be this this would be young han and so i i was i was pulling for him and then they they went with they went with alden and uh we'll see we'll see how he um he pulls uh pulls it off i mean he, he, he so far he seems he's, he's done all the right things and said all the right things and uh posed the right way in pictures and stuff so i i can't, can't really until we see something i can't really pass a, a, a fair judgment on him considering his his best known work was hail Caesar where he has this ridiculous southern accent and is kind of a, a little bit of a dopey character and he's really funny in it but it's not really what I'm looking for in in Han Solo but not a great proxy to compare no but another actually another good Taron Egerton movie I watched recently um, it's called Eddie the Eagle and it's about he plays um the first British ski jumper okay. in the winter Olympics. Yeah. I was going to say got... bobsled
0: for some reason, but has yeah, ski jumper. <laughs> that makes more
2: sense. Jumper. Yeah. And it's got, it's got him and it's got Hugh Jackman in it. And it's, it's, it's really well done. It's, 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 it's not like a, a laugh a minute comedy, but it's, it's pretty funny and, and, uh, and very well done.
0: All right. So we're going to skip down here toward the bottom of, of the questions I have for you. Cause it's getting, getting late for us. And, we have a couple of sports things we want to mention before we go. So, you know, you're being one of uh, the member of the Star Wars podcasting community. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, um, since we know that our Justin and my audience needs to be educated on the brilliance of Star Wars. Um, why don't you give your expectations or what people should be excited for or why they should go see The Last Jedi? Well, you know, episode uh, eight is due out this December you know, why should people go see it or, or what, what's it you know, just kind of give us your take, whether it's just an overview or why people should go see the next Star Wars installment?
2: Oh, man, why people should go see the next Star Wars installment? It, uh, one, the Star Wars movies are just uh, they're they're fun, like they, they really they're they're fun to watch. And I think that's a, a great deal of the success of the original film is that people were just exhilarated watching it. And I, I think it, it, they can they've they've continued to do that, especially with the two most recent ones. And there's no reason to think that Ryan Johnson won't be able to to continue it. Uh, but I think it will also be a little bit more a little bit deeper than Force Awakens. You know, Force Awakens really it, it, it was um, it was pretty much all there on surface like it was very much what you see is what you get so if you're looking for maybe a little bit more of a of a a challenge or or to think about things a little bit more to to consider things then i think last jedi will be a little bit more what you're looking for again it's not going to be like super deep it's not an experimental film it's still going to be a star wars movie it's still going to be fun there's going to be um i mean the, the, you will know, look at the cast it's it's going to be pretty there's going to be it's going to be pretty quippy lots of uh lots of one-liners back and forth like there were in, in force awakens and like there were in the original trilogy and i think we'll we'll get to see the characters from the the previous ones expanded on uh you know not just uh you know the new characters like ray and Hello, Ren. Um, but also, you know, the old, the old favorites like Luke Skywalker. You know, we're finally going to get to, get to hear him speak and, and say some things and, and, uh, and hopefully teach us something, uh, something new. But, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't seen Star Wars, you know, do, do yourself a favor and, and, go back and, and watch that original movie. Um, ignore the fact that it says episode four on it. Just, just watch the original. Uh, you don't have to have seen the prequels to, to, to understand what's going on that's the first one that came out no so it's one two or three beforehand and and try not to get caught up in thinking about the larger picture just enjoy each movie individually and then once you can enjoy each movie individually then the the larger will will make more sense on its own but if you go into star wars and you every character you see you think oh, i should know that person um then you're gonna have a hard time with it just just let the movie play out and, and follow through, follow through. So, yeah, if, especially if you're if you um if you grew up in the the 70s 80s or 90s, you definitely wanna definitely wanna start with that original movie. Uh, if you grew up since then, then maybe you wanna start with uh, start with Force Awakens and uh, and work your way back. Um, not seven six five four three two one. Start <laughs> with Force Awakens, back and and, and go to the originals or, or even go to the prequels depending on how you how you feel. Um, but Yeah, they're just, they're fun movies and, uh, but they also have a a deeper second, third and fourth and fifth and sixth layer if you wanna, if you wanna peel back on them and and really get into it. But you can enjoy them just as a fun two hour action romp or if you, if you like having a little bit more depth to your movie, um, then, uh, then you should, then, then you'll enjoy Star Wars. Either, either or. I, I think everybody will like it. I'm sure there's one or two people that won't, but I, <laughs> I think everybody will and should like it. All
0: right. Well, well said. Very good. We appreciate that overview and to hopefully encourage some of our listeners to watch Star Wars. And uh, Justin hasn't seen too many of them, but you really enjoyed The Force Awakens.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Force Awakens was, was maybe my favorite. Um, I've seen them all. I, again... I don't even want to get into how few times I've seen some of them because um, that would be probably not not so good in this audience. So, um, but I, I have seen them all. But uh, the Force Awakens might have been my favorite just because I feel like I had the best idea of what was going on. I like the originals, like when I when I saw them, like that was really cool. But um, I don't know the Force Awakens. I feel like I had a, a better idea of what was going on. Um, so I, I just really got. I shouldn't say I liked it the most as much as, like, I was probably into that movie more than I was the other ones. Sure. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for the next one just because, again, that, that excitement is kind of there with me now. Not anywhere close to the level of, of Joey or other people, but, like, you know, I, I, I'm coming along, you know, so uh, I'll get there.
0: <laughs> or or brent which dominic met brent we actually oh, okay, podcasted okay. yeah we actually i actually had a uh, brent join me i was brent's wedding present yes yes <laughs> oh, i, my I God. invited i asked dominic chris and ben if i could have brent come on an episode of one of their podcasts with me in november prior to his wedding that's
1: awesome that brent probably still thinks about that daily and smiles. <laughs> I, I guarantee he does
0: <laughs> so well dominic thank you so much for joining us i really appreciate you taking the time to talk movies with us here this evening and it was it was a ton of fun and uh you know you always give me the opportunity to give a shout out to this show on uh on KanjaCast. so i'm going to give you that opportunity here now let people know where they can find you and or where else they can listen to you Sure. Um, you
2: can check out the, the Star Wars Underworld podcast uh, network, uh, quote unquote. There's, I, I hesitate to call it a network because there are so many people that do uh, podcast networks far better than we do. Uh, but there, if you subscribe to just the Star Wars Underworld on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or pretty much anywhere, you can get podcasts. If there's somewhere that I'm missing. Um, let me know and i'll add them uh but you get uh, you have our weekly show uh that's where we uh, we just talk about the week's star wars news we just did an episode last week where we where we uh um, we compared Rogue One and The Force Awakens, so we did this big sort of breakdown. We looked at them, and then we we sort of we picked a winner. We we gave them a score, and we picked a winner. And uh, uh, you'll have to tune in to find out which one. Um, <laughs> but it uh, it was it was a fun uh, it was a fun uh, experiment and 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 that sort of thing. And we're gonna have lots of content coming out of uh, the Star Wars celebration that's coming up in the next few weeks. Hopefully, there'll be a a new trailer for The Last Jedi that we'll we'll be breaking down at a special podcast live from our our booth on the show floor there um, where we'll actually, we'll have some giveaways. I just revealed these a few minutes ago before we started recording, but we'll have these uh, star Wars underworld buttons uh, that are available. Yes. And, uh,
0: I saw them. And they are amazing.
2: They're, they're, I, I was pretty happy with them. And, and um, I, I know you're not going to make it to celebration, Joey, but I'm going to make sure you get a set.
0: Oh yes. Uh, I would appreciate that. That would be awesome. When I saw those, I was like, Oh my gosh, all the stuff I'm missing at celebration and those pins. I was like, I have to have those pins.
2: Yeah, well, oh, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I went, I went and picked them up this weekend and I was just like, I've been grinning ever since them. Anytime I look at them, I just, I put a set on my back and I just, I just stand there staring at my, at my uh, backpack, essentially. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, that, that's that main show. I uh, we do a show called Live from Lothal, which is about the cartoon Star Wars Rebels. Uh, we just wrapped up, uh, the third season of that show just wrapped up and we just, we're, I'm going to be posting that episode in just a few minutes as soon as I'm done here. I, I get that, that, finale uh breakdown up and uh and so that'll be kind of on hiatus until the show comes back maybe there'll be one or two episodes in the summer um but you can but uh those but you can go back and listen to the last two seasons worth uh, there's the Clone Wars Strikes Back, which will be coming back for the summer, which is where we look back at the uh, previous, uh, Star Wars animated show, uh, The Clone Wars. Um, and, uh, and, and those are, are fun to do if you enjoyed that show. Uh, and then we have TangiCast, which is our, our monthly, uh, sort of, our monthly show that's, that's, um, where we kind of turn things over to our, um, our Patreon supporters, like Joey and, and, and Joey's, we'll, We'll be on the show and uh, along with some some of the, some of our other friends who have been kind enough to, uh, to to support the show uh, via Patreon and, and we just have some fun talking Star Wars and we're gonna be recording one of those in just a couple of days. I'm gonna get 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 that that um, solidified date uh, by tomorrow, Joey. And- <laughs> and, uh- um we'll uh, uh to get to get all four of those shows if you subscribe and uh that's just search for Star Wars Underworld on iTunes or you can go to Star Wars Underworld.com and they're all there. Plus on Star Wars Underworld.com there's loads and loads of, of news of Star Wars news and, and opinion and uh and that sort of thing. So uh, you don't want to miss that. And you can follow me personally at DominicJ J twenty five on Twitter and Instagram and uh I'll be posting lots of pictures. Over the next uh the next few weeks with uh with celebration and uh, other adventures in Florida. So uh if if you like if you like fun pictures I guess you should <laughs> should follow me there. Okay that's it I think that's every plug <laughs> plug I have. Um that's probably way longer uh, uh that's probably way longer a, a, a plug than you were expecting but uh
0: that's what you get. <laughs> hey no if you're Star Wars fans you need to be uh, following Dominic Chris and Ben. Everything they do at the Star Wars one, Underworld is top notch, and uh, with Celebration coming up, uh, that's definitely something you want to be subscribing to, following them in every facet. And uh, best of luck uh, in the Star Wars Podcast Awards. I know you mentioned live from Lothal. You guys took home the crown last year, and I'm hoping you get back to back this year. I I hope so too. That that's that's fun.
2: Like the the Star Wars Podcast Awards, they're 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 all in in, in sort of a, a spirit of fun, and you know. Uh, there's no like monetary prize. I don't think there's a trophy or anything. I, at least I didn't get a trophy last year. Um and, we'll, and, we'll make you a it trophy. Is, it is kind of <laughs> no, great, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is kind of fun to say uh, the award-winning podcast, "The Life from Lothal." So I, I I do appreciate them for that and for the you know the the exposure to other uh other Star Wars podcasts yeah. that are out there.
0: Absolutely. So well, thank you so much again, Dominic, for joining us. And uh, we got, enjoyed your insight and in talking about these movies. And um, I look forward to uh, hearing your Chris and Ben's uh, takes on everything in Star Wars, especially with celebration, uh, you know, for the months to come.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the kind words and thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And. Uh... I, I look forward to, to figuring out who wins this thing,
0: and, uh,
1: and uh, come on, anybody yeah. but Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna punch me now. So
0: no, I wait to I wait to get the bat out, and I do that when the camera's not rolling. Right, uh, of course, of course. <laughs> All right, Dominic, thanks for joining us, and uh, enjoy celebration. Oh,
2: thank you. It's, it, uh, I, I, it, it's been a pleasure. I... I, I I hope to do it again (laughs) sometime.
0: Absolutely. Sounds good. Thank you. And uh, I'll talk to you in a few days. (laughs) All right. So that was Dominic Jones. And um, sorry for the the Skype issues there Uh, at the end. Things are getting drawn out and a little crackly. Um, But that's what happens with technology. And we are having issues before the show, during the show, and everything. So that's always wonderful. Um, But now it's just Justin and I. We're going to quick run right through this uh, basketball uh, stuff here. Um, Gonzaga versus North Carolina. uh, First championship game appearance for Gonzaga. Not the first for North Carolina. No, they've been to a few. They've been there to a few. Um, As it pertains to our tournament challenge, um, there are some people that have either Gonzaga or UNC. The biggest being, I believe, Brandon Doms is at the top with Gonzaga as a champion. Follow. Oh God. Um. Ugh. My sister is in second, and she has North Carolina winning, which means if North Carolina wins, Corinne will win again. again. Oh. Um. So we all want Gonzaga to win. We want Brandon to win. He'll come out on top. Um. If Gonzaga wins, actually Brandon wins. Greg is second, and Natalie is third. Oh, good. good. Uh, if North Carolina wins, Corinne's first. I don't. No, I believe never mind. my cousin Matt is in. Would be in second. I don't know if that's him or not. And third actually would be Brandon Doms again because he had North Carolina in a different bracket. So, very good picks from from Brandon uh, in the bracket this year. So, go Gonzaga. Yes, please. Please go be right in Gonzaga. your, I believe, your third bracket, Brandon. <laughs> All right. So, um, that's pretty much it for the basketball. I mean, the championship game is tomorrow night. Yeah. So, go Gonzaga. Um, episode 229 is next Sunday, uh, Palm Sunday night. Um, We might have something fun to do. I'm thinking of like a trivia contest would be fun. Um, Oh, actually, I didn't do this, so I'm going to quick say this. Hopefully, this will work out, but um, we completely skipped over it. We actually have Phillies tickets to give away. Um, So, if you're interested in going to a Phillies game, it is Wednesday, April 12th, 7.05 against the Mets. If you would like the chance to win those tickets... All I'm looking for is you to email Jraf at gmail.com and tell us the name of the player added to the 40-man roster, the active opening day roster that played in Reading last year and just made the major leagues uh, for the first time as a 27-year-old rookie. We actually had a story about him on our Facebook page, on the Joe Maze and JRF show Facebook page. We shared that this week. So if you know the name of that player we're referring to, Email joe JRF at gmail.com, and the first person to do so will win those two tickets to the Philadelphia Phillies versus the New York Mets 10 days from now on Wednesday, April 12th.
1: Yeah, so um, I can give you a little bit of detail just real quick. Um, tickets are um, in section 104 and row 5. So you're in.
0: Those are good seats.
1: Five rows off the field and right field.
0: There you go. So. so If you're still listening to us or you're listening on the podcast, send the name of that player added to the Phillies opening day roster. Uh, He's a fielder and a 27-year-old rookie this year. He played for the Reading Phillies last year, and he was uh, very emotional when he found out that he made the team. And, again, we shared that story on our Facebook page. All right, so um, be sure you're following us. Get all that information on jmnjrradio.com. Lots of birthdays that we missed are coming up. So happy birthday to Greg, uh, Bernie, Todd, Jameson, Joyce, Jason, my brother-in-law, Isaac, and I know also a friend of the show, Mr. Ian Roth, celebrating, yeah. I believe, today.
1: Yeah, and he helped us out a couple years ago yes. when we did our when uh, we show thon minithon minithon. show. so uh, that was pretty cool. So.
0: lots of March birthdays. Happy birthday to you all, um, belated or upcoming or day of. So I think that's it for us. Um, let's see will anything work for us cuz it hasn't been a good night. Um, um, I'm going
1: to say yes because it will at the end.
0: Uh, at the end, right. You, you make a lot of sense here. So, thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 220 8th episode of the Joe Mays and Jeff show. It is 8, right? 28? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a lot. Accounting is hey. your department. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 228th episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm JRAF. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at jomaysandjraf.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.